Welcome to the Building Her Up podcast, a place where women longing for Christian mentorship can find coaching, instruction, and encouragement to live the kingdom lifestyle. I am your host, Jasmine Ruiz, and today's episode is titled Calling for Joy. In today's episode, I will be sharing a prophetic message of warning for the church and how joy will help us endure any season of hardship. So stick around. Hey there, thank you for joining me today for what I believe is a timely message for the body of Christ. The Lord has been giving me prophetic messages since early this year about some type of judgment coming. What I have heard from the Lord is that there is some judgment coming because so many of his followers have turned away from him and have begun idol worshiping. Idols can be anything that we decide to put onto the seat of lordship in our lives. I once heard a man say that we are created beings that have been purposely formed to worship our creator. If we don't worship our creator, then we will find something to worship, even if it's ourselves. But the problem with that is that the Bible tells us that God is a jealous God. His anger burns when his people who he has given everything to, including his son, decides to turn away and worship earthly things. We can see countless times in the history of the Old Testament that God allowed death and destruction to come to his people because of their unfaithfulness to him. I have to be honest, it makes me uncomfortable talking about this and sharing such somber prophetic messages, but I fear the Lord. When he tells me to speak, I want to follow his direction. He wants me to share this as a warning message. Even as God has given me such words to share, I can see his mercy and love woven into them. If I see you about to cross the street, and a bus was coming to your direction, out of love, I would scream, hey, watch out, move out of the way. I wouldn't just say, oh, well, just keep walking. I see this as the same thing. Warning messages is for our benefit because maybe we're walking towards incoming danger and we need to change our course to make sure we live. I am not the only one that has shared this warning message. I have heard many people stating that they have heard the Lord saying there is a shaking coming. It's going to be a season of great difficulty and hardship. If there is a shaking coming, which I believe there is, then we need unshakable faith. Hebrews 12, 25 through 29 talks about a time of shaking and it states, See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice who then shook the earth. But now he has promised saying, 
Yet, once more, I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now, this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. So this shaking that many are talking about is a biblical concept. This shaking needs to happen to remove all things that are not of God, but that passage states that the things that will endure, the shaking will remain. And we know that the Lord is the firm foundation. He is unmovable. When I was younger, I, I was a dancer and I remember my dance teacher, when she was trying to teach me how to do turns or pirouettes, she would say, make sure to spot. So every time I would spin, she would say, Jasmine, spot, Jasmine, spot. If you don't know what spot means, it was her telling me to find a fixed spot on the wall to focus on so I wouldn't get dizzy and fall. Just like in dance class, in this season of shaking, we're going to get disoriented. We're going to get angry. We're going to get confused. We're going to become afraid, but we have to spot. Continuing in Hebrews 12, starting at verse 1, it states, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So as hardships come, we need to look unto Jesus. The Greek translation for the word look is aphorao, which signifies undivided attention, looking away from all distractions in order to fix one's gaze on one object. In this verse, it's telling us to have eyes for no one but Jesus. As the shaking begins, we need to keep our gaze locked onto Jesus. When we do that, we will be able to endure. Why did Hebrews 12 to tell us to look onto Jesus? Well, it's because he is our example. Jesus endured the greatest trials, and reading this verse again, it says, He was able to endure the cross by prioritizing the joy that was set before him. By enduring and accomplishing the work on the cross, uh, the scripture then tells us that he was able to sit at the right hand of the Father. That's the joy that was set before him. The Lord was standing in the midst of death, and he was capable of having joy because he knew that he was saving his people. He would soon be reunited with the Father and would soon return to his rightful place as king. Just as the Lord, we will soon be reunited with our Father and be able to rule and reign with the Lord. James 1.12 tells us, Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Reading that brings me such joy and excitement for the future of every follower of Christ. 
we have so much to look forward to and such a great hope in the Lord. To recap so far, many brothers and sisters in Christ, including myself, are hearing from the Lord that there is some kind of judgment coming or shaking. This shaking is a biblical concept found in Hebrews 12, 25 through 29. And according to the scripture, it's necessary. The Lord is so kind and he shares with us things to come so that we are not overtaken by current events. He sends us warnings so that we can prepare ourselves. As I sought the Lord for this episode, he told me to share about his joy. We just read that he was able to endure the cross because of the joy that was set before him. He focused on the Father knowing that he would soon be reunited with him and he would soon be returning to his throne. As things get darker on the earth and evil continues to grow, the Lord wants us to find joy. So let's talk about joy and how we can find it. In Greek, the word hara means joy, delight, and gladness. In Greek, the root of that word will then form other words such as hairo, which means I rejoice, and the word hairis, which means grace and favor. So we are to find joy, not because of our circumstances, but in the middle of our circumstances. And we can do that by rejoicing in the Lord's grace and favor. Deuteronomy 16.14 states, The Lord God will bless you in all of your produce and in all of the work of your hands so that you surely will rejoice. It brings the Lord great pleasure to bless his people and to hear them rejoice over his grace and favor. Paul tells us in Philippians 4.4 to rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. People will come to know the Lord as we rejoice in the middle of the trouble because it's contrary to the patterns of this world. When danger is coming, most people will tell us to run, hide, be afraid. No one is dancing, no one is singing, no one is laughing. To do that, we signal to others that we're safe, everything will be okay. And we know that to be true because we are abiding in the Lord. When the world is in total chaos, our rejoicing will point others to Jesus, Jesus, who is our refuge. If we do this, not only are we encouraging ourselves, but leading many to the arms of the Lord. This is how we can let our lights shine and be that beacon of hope for a lost world. Now, let's talk about how we find joy. The first way is to pray. Psalms 51.12 says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. I don't know about you, but when I first got saved, I felt such a great joy that is not only reserved for that honeymoon stage of my relationship with him, but it's something that I can keep with me forever. Whenever it's lacking, I can call on to him to restore it. The second um, is to get in the Lord's presence. Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is a fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. 
as this world gets darker, draw closer to the light. He is the source of joy. We know this because joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Stay connected to Him and be one with Him as the Lord is one with the Father. And you will never lack joy. And lastly, joy comes when we trust in the Lord. Psalm 44 mentions, Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord. This one is a biggie. Joy comes from trusting in who God is and having faith in his promises. He has promised to care and protect his people. This is all for today. I thank you for taking the time to listen. If you take anything away from today's message, it's that as we enter any seasons of hardship or trouble, allow your joy in the Lord to help you persevere. And if you're lacking it, ask him and he's willing to renew and to refresh. 